0: good morning morning. we started a series on Genesis Uh, It began last week with Dr. Steve we are now on the second of the series the whole chapter 1 of Genesis there are a few things we can learn from this chapter one is that clearly God created everything God is the creator of all because God is the creator of all, uh, what does that mean to us? We must acknowledge that He, since He is the creator, the only response for man is that we must worship Him. Can you say worship? worship. God is the creator of everything. I remember when I was in UP Los Banos, there has always been a debate. You would find the uh, Those who are in the discipline of physics, the professors in physics and chemists, keep saying, God created the universe. God created everything. And you have some from the biology department saying, no, it's about the theory of evolution. And the debate went on and on and on. And I was happy to listen to both. But there was a good argument that I heard from this side that says the universe is so perfect. It is so perfect that creation was so perfect that a little mistake from creation can be devastation of the whole world. You know, if we are just a little closer to the sun, just a little closer, there would be no life. We will all burn to death. A little further from the sun and the earth would freeze. It's just too perfect. Then somebody gave the argument, have you seen a chair and a table? It's too perfect. Well, what does he mean? What he meant was, if there is no order to hold it together, then it would be chaos. While on the other side, the theory goes like this. Probably billions of years ago, we were just living cells. And probably after millions of years, we became little creatures in the sea. And probably after millions or billions of years, we started crawling on land and probably after millions of years, we have grown arms and feet, and probably we became chimpanzees, and probably, again, after millions of years, we became man. The argument on the other side was, your theory is full of probabilities. That is not science. That is more like fiction, writing fiction. When you have a lot of probabilities, where science is, we create experiments. And until we prove it, then we believe it is real. On the other side, well, the argument was, with this side, it's harder to prove that there is no God because it's too perfect. I'd like to say to you, my friends, I do believe with all my heart, God created the universe, the heavens, and the earth. Our response to that is to worship Him, to pray and worship. But how should we pray and worship God? I believe when you approach the Creator of the universe, We must have that sense of awe and the fear of God. In fact, the fear of God is taught all over Scripture. Something that is rarely taught today, the fear of God. Yes, we must fear God. By His word, things were created. By His command, the world was created. So our response is worship. That's why, friends, when we sing to the Lord or when we come to Him in prayer, yes, we can treat Him as a friend. Yes, He is our Savior, yet He is also our God. So we come to Him and say, our great God and Father. Yes, there is intimacy, yet we acknowledge Him as the one who created everything. It means we must respect God. Fear of God is a deep respect for God. Can you say respect? Say it again, respect. Respect. So we need to respect God, our creator. Next, we would observe that God has set boundaries. Boundaries. He has separated the water from above and the water from beneath. But sometimes it overlaps. Sometimes the rain comes. But it's a good thing that uh, water remains above and those below here remain here. Can you imagine if the water beneath just goes up without the evaporation, goes up violently. It's crazy. The same way we thank God that there is a boundary between the sea and the dry land. If there is no boundary between sea and dry land, there would be chaos. But sometimes we love the overlap, just the little overlap we're happy with, just a little. So we like the beach, right? Because that's the boundary of water, of the sea, and dry land. And that little overlap makes us a little happy. But too much of it is dangerous, just like the storm surge. That's why we are afraid when the boundaries are are not respected. When sometimes nature doesn't respect boundaries, suddenly, boom, that storm surge just went over the islands. It hit Leyte, Samar, and different parts. And it was was a devastation. The same way when the tsunami happened and several countries were affected, earthquake underneath and then the water receded and then suddenly boom the boundaries were not respected or there were too much overlap a little overlap is wonderful but too much is not one principle we can learn here is God is a God of boundaries and we must respect certain boundaries that God had created let me put that in application to our own lives yes we have boundaries you know where you live and where you live, you have boundaries. If somebody invades where you live, you are displeased. How do you feel when the neighbor's dog keeps going to your backyard? How do you feel? What about the neighbor's cat who always keeps coming and digging holes? What do you, how do you feel? You feel like shooting that thing because it always invading your boundaries. Uh, what if it's a thief that breaks in? What if a thief that breaks in, what do you do? I was talking to a policeman while waiting with my wife. She was renewing her license and there was a policeman near me. And I asked, so if, if, if a thief comes in my house, what's the best thing I could do? Uh, should I just use a bow and arrow so that he doesn't die? And uh, I was surprised by what he answered. Sir, shoot him. I said, "Why? You know, so he could still live." No, when he invades, you shoot, you hit him with a bone arrow. He might live, and he'll come back for you. The best thing you do is to kill him. Minus, you know, lesser evil in the world. Wow! So that was before Duterte, right? <laughs> so can you imagine how what how they think right now? Uh, well. But he was giving me good advice, defend your territory. Well, my point is not to shoot or not to shoot. My point is, we are offended when boundaries are not respected. That's why even within families, uh, as kids grow, and when they learn to be more responsible, work, earn their own money, you give more freedom, and you loosen up some of the boundaries. Yet, if they still live there under your roof, they eat what you provide them, and they ask you for allowance, you still give them, you just expect, you it's right to expect that they follow your rules in the house, and those boundaries must be respected. And the same way, my friends, that in organizations, there are boundaries. You respect one's role versus another's role. If the role, this role of this person is to audit, respect that role. Don't hate that person because he's the auditor. That's the role that he or she must do. Even in church, we have roles here, and we respect those roles. You cannot just do something that is not your role. You have to ask permission. Friends, we know that God has created the earth and the world, and there are boundaries. We must respect these boundaries. Respect the boundaries of others, and that is God's design. And we have it in us, that sense of boundary. That sense of boundary that this is private, and should you want to know, then you must ask for permission. So we know that God has set boundaries, and God is a God of boundaries. In the New Testament, there are things that are good and that are evil. Even in the Old Testament, he has, Old Testament, he has set those boundaries. For example, it is biblical to have uh, that sex should be within marriage. That is biblical. But people would say, uh, no, it's really up to you. Uh, Popular media is saying, well, TV shows does not respect those boundaries. Now it's up to you if you don't want to respect God's boundaries. You know why? There are always consequences. You follow God's will and God's law, God's rule, and there is blessing. You go outside of it, you'll realize that it's not as fun as you think. It may be fun in the temporary, in the short term, but it hits you back. AIDS is increasing in the Philippines, by the way. Once upon a time, we were shocked at uh, at the AIDS happening around the world. And we thought that we are not too much affected by it. But let me give you the news I was talking to the president of a, a, a college here, and he said, they were updated, that the, the case of AIDS in Bicol region and specifically in Naga City, is increasing. Respect the boundaries, friends. Sex should be within marriage. That is what the Bible says. Another thing we can learn that God used similarities and differentiation in His design. Similarities and differentiation. I love this. God created trees. And I thank God that not everything He created that's a plant was a tree. Can you imagine if every plant was a tree? It would be a dark world, right? The good thing there are small plants, flowers for beautification, some for vegetables, it's lang, low. So, uh, in His creation, there was differentiation. The small plants are different from the big trees. Yet, even though there were differentiation, there were similarities. There are vegetables that are low, and then the, there are fruit-bearing trees. There are similarities, yet there is still uniqueness. Because not all trees are the same. And we thank God that there are different fruits that grow on trees. Can you imagine if all the trees in the world was calamansi? It wouldn't be a nice world. It would be a sour world, right? (laughs) It's a sour world. I can't imagine if the whole world were were calamansi. Can you imagine if all the vegetables that grew were just pechay? You'll be eating pechay every day, all the time, and you would be sick of it. You see, God is a good God. He created diversity. Yes, they're all vegetables, but there's diversity in it. Yeah, there are different kinds of trees, but there is diversity in it. We are all people here, but we are all diverse. The same, yet different. Similar in some ways, overlapping in some ways, yet different in many ways. Even if you bring to me twins, even though if they look alike, they still act differently. Their their emotions are different. One could be sanguine and uh, always happy-go-lucky. The other one could be very serious, and these could be twins. Even in the home, people are different. What we must do is appreciate the similarity and appreciate the differences. Yes, my friends, we must appreciate the differences. If they're different from you, appreciate the difference. Why? Because if everybody's like you and everybody has the same strength as you, then what will happen to our weaknesses if nobody else supports that? The differences in each one is what can make us strong if we learn to unite, if we learn to complement each other, if we learn to build each other up. So family members, I know you have differences, but sometimes you just have to appreciate the differences. You must be happy that not everyone is like you. Can you imagine a world? The whole world looks like you. Just imagine what kind of world will that be. Anywhere you look, you have no uniqueness. It's just you, 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 and you. You know, that would be a very boring world. Why? Because everybody is like you. It is so predictable. And the beauty of meeting each other is because there's some uniqueness with each other. There are things that you can do that I cannot do. There are things that you're really good at that I'm really poor at. Some of you can cook really well. Now, when it comes to cooking, never, never rely on me. Ever. I am telling you right now. But I thank God I have friends who are really good at it. And I like tagging around with them, right? Because they cook really good food. Now, you know, some people think, Some of us think, if people are like, just like you, you'll get along with them. The truth is, no. You're actually going to hate a lot of them. Why? You all have the same strengths. You all want to have the same role. It is not good. That's why, friends, let us thank God for the differences. I thank God that some of us here are, are, are very creative and you, you lean on the arts, and some of us here are very systematic. What we do is don't hate each other, but learn to appreciate one another. You've got a mother who keeps reminding and a father who keeps forgetting. Isn't that great? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's the compliment that happens. So God has used similarities and differentiation in his design, and we must thank God for it. We have a very unique president today, don't you think so? He makes me pray every day. <laughs> I mean, what did he say again? What did he say? I love what he's doing, his tough stance on on drugs. Uh, of course, there's a lot of deba- debate in, in, in what's happening. Of course, he doesn't. He claims that he never, ever uh, uh, said that. Uh, go in a killing spree, and I, I believe him, but he did encourage a lot of people to go and eradicate uh, drugs. We, A lot of people, a lot of Filipinos support that. We believe he is authentic, uh, yet we believe he is too emotional at times. Uh, there's a sensitive cord in him that when a journalist asks something that hits that sensitive cord, oh boy, okay, and I said, Lord... <laughs> Bless us, Lord. Protect us, Lord. We pray for our economy that it would remain stable despite. Uh, I still support him with all my heart. I support every president that sits down. It doesn't mean I agree with everything. We are a democracy. We can voice out our disagreement. That's the beauty of a democracy. Yet I'm not one who would uh, criticize without substance. I appreciate that he is different from the previous administration. Uh, Let's appreciate our president for who he is, and let's pray for him, and let's pray for this nation. But I, I do agree with the philosophy that if crime is low, that the economy will thrive, with external help or not. Our own economy will thrive, but at this stage, we need the help of the world economy. God uses similarities and differences. And number four, God—everything God created was good. Everything that God created was good. He was happy. In the Filipino version, He was happy with His creation. Everything that He created was good. And yes, and uh, I'd like to say that that sometimes we must just let go of the pressures of life and just go out on a walk and appreciate nature the creation of God when was the last time you stared at the stars? Oh, yeah, yeah because we live in houses that cover the stars and we seldom go out to just sit there and just gaze and say thank you Lord being thankful of the little things but actually it's not a little thing the stars are big things right they're big balls of gas uh, that was set in place. We thank God for His creation. I thank God for the rain. Of course, in Manila, people curse the rain. uh, But we who have farms, we always pray for rain. We say, Lord, give us the rain. Those Those of us who plant cacao, we pray for the rain. Lord, we need to plant. We need the rain. Because if you just water it you know, with buckets of water, it's not enough because the rain really goes down and dampens the soil. Everything that God created was good. Can you say, God is good? God is good. Can you say it again? God is good. God is good. My friends, let this be your expression. Don't copy the president and his expressions. <laughs> copy the authenticity of our president. He's authentic. He's willing to give up his life. He is so authentic. But instead of saying, instead of, (laughs) you say, God is good. Even when you're almost angry, remind yourself, God is good. He's in control. God is good. Instead of your expressions, (laughs) excuse me, I can't say it out loud. Uh, Instead of that being your expression, you say, God is good. God is good. Why? Because the heavier you feel, the more sick you will become. Huh? The more angry you are, the more sick you will be. If you don't feel it now, wait for the future. It's going to come. And you are actually killing yourself. Instead of trusting God, God, if you created the universe, you can take care of my problem, right? I have faith in you, Lord. I trust in you. My life may not be perfect, but still, you are my God, and I trust in you. Yes, because our God is a big God. God created man in His image. Can we f- flash verses 26 and 27? And this is my last point to you. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Take note, He said, let us make man. That's why the belief in one God, yet three. Three. Three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because He said, let us make man into our image and our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, and over all the earth. Verse 27, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. First, let me point out that God created man and woman in His image. In His image, He created male and female. They're both in the image of God, male and female. The image of God is not the physical being. It's the soul. In the image of God. ah, oh, Please Nick, take note. There are similarities, but there are clear differentiations, right? The calamansi tree is not a cacao tree. Do not make chocolates out of calamansi. It doesn't work that way. So... He created male and female and nothing in between. Are we clear? Are we clear? Male and female. Are you sure about yourself? Male and female he created in his image. We appreciate some overlaps without too much overlaps. Like before, women don't wear pants. Now these days, women wear pants and we accept that. A little overlap is fine. Too much is not good. Uh, once upon a time, it's only the wo- wo- women who cook in the house. Now we have a lot of men who are so good, you know, that would beat a lot of wives. Some husbands are just so good. Uh, so a little overlap we accept, but too much we don't accept, right? Like, I cannot accept it when I see a man wearing lipstick. I just can't accept it. <laughs> I say, are you male female? God created them male and female. Now, you might be saying, you're too old-fashioned, Pastor Ed. Uh, believe what you will, I'm not old-fashioned, I'm eternally fashioned. <laughs> yes, it's this it about the ancient of days speaking. The Bible, it's the ancient of days who allowed it to be written. It is God Himself who allowed it to be written down. But we were created in His image. So let me get to my point. And He said, Let them rule everything. You see. When God said, let us create man in our image, it was in the context of creation. He created the world. And in that context, He said, let us make man in our image. One was to rule, take dominion. To rule also means to take care, take note. If you want to rule the earth, you take care of the earth. That's why I believe, my friends, as believers, true believers who believe in the Bible, we must take care of our environment. If you can plant a tree, please plant a tree. And if you have to plant a tree, plant cacao trees. Okay? because I can buy it. Uh, And your waste, for example, segregate your waste. Biodegradable, non-biodegradable. Separate the plastics. The plastics are right now being recycled, turned into uh, hollow blocks instead of being burned. If you burn plastic, you destroy, you help destroy the ozone layer. And the biodegradable, bury them and it, it fertilizes your ground. Dig holes and bury there, or turn them into vermiculture. You might earn money from that. I keep saying that. We have to take care of the environment. We have to take care of God's creation. In that context, we have to rule, meaning to take care. But we, will also, we were also created in the image of God. And in that, Im- that image of God comes the creative power. Can you say creative power? Creative. Say it again. Creative power. In every man, God, when God created man, he made us different from everybody else. He allowed us to innovate, to think. That's why today we can build buildings. We can design skyscrapers. We can make cell phones. That is what man can do today. I haven't seen a chimpanzee design a building. Please. He made us different. He gave us a mind that can connect the dots, that can be creative, a soul like his. Part of the image was given to us. That's why we have the ability to create if we want to. And everything that man has created came from those that God created. Yeah, like the table at home. If you have a wonderful table, it it how man made that table, yes. But it came from the things that God created. Man was able to make cell phones. But the minerals, minerals made from that came from things that God created on this earth. We have the creative power of God. So I say to you, my friends, do not look down on yourself. The truth is you can achieve many things if you want to. Because in you is that creative power. The only problem is if you don't tap into it. If you do not unleash that creative power of God. Do you know that if you have problems, come to God in prayer and say, Lord, give me wisdom. Allow me. Give me wisdom, and he will give you wisdom, because in you is the image of God. And you will find solutions to your problems. Man has always found solutions, even though man has messed up so much, man has found a lot of solutions. If you have problems even in your family, in your relationships, God can give you wisdom. You have that image of God within. So this is my advice to you think of the impossible dream about the impossible set a goal so high that it's so impossible for you so impossible why because if it's a if it's a possible goal it's if you follow what the corporate is teaching you use smart goals specific measurable attainable no 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 forget about that right now forgive me i also teach that but every now and then i scrap it all and say look for an impossible goal And then trust God. And then from within you, search for solutions. Because in you is the image of God. If you are willing to learn, if you're willing to dig in, nothing is impossible. I talk to you a lot about cacao, even on the personal level. Yes, I am crazy for cacao. Forgive me. Do you love chocolates? I mean, the whole world wants chocolates. But it only grows, cacao only grows near the equator. Can you imagine that? And now China is opening up to chocolates. And India, that's two billion people combined. And the production of cacao just went down in Ivory Coast, in Ghana, and everything else. So when I got into it a few years ago, I said, Lord, I have nothing except faith. So let me set an impossible goal. One million trees directly or indirectly. What does that mean? Directly, I directly plant one million trees, or I ask people to plant. So it's a total of one million trees. Before it was an impossible thing. It was truly an impossible thing. In fact, whenever I sit down and start planning, I just throw away the plan. Because it doesn't fit. Until I kept sowing seeds and sowing seeds. That's a biblical principle. Sowing seeds. Sowing seeds of vision and thought to others. Until I was led to one after the other. Until I met somebody who says, uh, I already planted 300,000 trees. I want to plant 600,000 plus more to reach 1 million, 700,000 to be total, to reach 1 million. I said, wow. Because I got this contract to buy 1,000 metric tons, minimum. 1,000 metric tons minimum. And I said, okay, where will I find it? It's a good thing I've given a lot of leeway until I met this person who says, we're planting a lot. And then I met another person who said, I already did that when I was mayor before. Now that I'm mayor again, I can plant one million trees. That's two million. And I was sitting beside a governor one time, and he said, Ed, look I said, Gov, what's your plan? How big? I said, is 5,000 hectares good enough? So I responded, that's a good start, governor. Let's begin. That's around four million. And somebody got wind of it somewhere in Negros and saying, we're challenging our local officials. Can you come here and sign a contract with us? You see, it's now over and beyond. And that's what scripture also says. God is able to do exceedingly beyond what we ask or think. My challenge for you, my friends, my fellow man, who is created in the image of God, set a lofty goal that benefits mankind, Something that benefits the environment and mankind. And pray for it and set your heart to it. And you will see the Lord's work in your life. Maybe not immediately, but wait. Keep waiting. Keep being faithful. It shall be unfolded in your life. Let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you. You've created the world and you have created us in your image. We appreciate your creation, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for dividing the sea and the land for giving us water in season different seasons thank you for giving us the fish of the sea the birds of the air and the things that crawl on the earth we thank you Lord for giving us the stars the planets you are God our creator and we thank you for creating us in your image in the image of God you have created us Assure us, Lord, in our hearts that nothing is impossible with you. Even though for man many things are impossible, but once we unleash your image in us on this earth, in your name, we know that we can accomplish many great things for your glory and for your kingdom. I pray for your people, Lord. Make our lives mean something. Make our lives to be useful for your glory, for your kingdom, for the earth and for the people of the earth. May your creative power be unleashed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.